today on the news and why it matters. What is wrong with the 2020 uh, Democratic presidential candidates? You got Joe Biden talking about his leg hair, uh, Michael Bloomberg talking about how great China is. Got a lot to get into there. Also, Lisa Page has broken her silence after everyone conveniently stopped talking about her. Do you know who she was having an affair with, Stu? Your wife, Lisa Page? What's going on, Stu? Wow. Swear it's a different spelling. <laughs> Obviously, got a lot to get into. Unfortunately, for Stu, starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by Glenn Beck. Glenn, how Hi. was your vacation? It was good. good. It was good. You know, spent it with vegans. Oh, it's not always the best. Yeah, but. Uh, that's not on Thanksgiving. Really? You know? Yeah. Oh. I mean, they were trying to convince me that cauliflower steaks are steaks. And I'm like, no, they're not. I'm eating turkey. <laughs> just, so. just honk a cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. I do love a good cauliflower steak, though. Oh. Super gear, who is a vegetarian but not a vegan. Right. One and, step. And even I'm not fooled by the cauliflower steak thing. Yeah. Okay. No, he's at least honest about well, it. Well, he's a vegetarian who doesn't like vegetables, so I'm not sure that you count all that much. That's all right. right. Uh, and Chad Prather. I ate enough meat for everybody. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> Got a lot to get into. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is a company that if you are looking to refinance your home, you're looking for a new home, uh, or, or you're, you're looking for um, a consolidation loan, they can help you. They're family-owned and operated. I've known them for years and years and years. Really good people. They work for you, not for the banks. And that's the problem. You go to a, a bank, uh, and they've got all these, these new loan instruments they want to sell you. Remember that. They are selling you a loan. They're not giving you a loan. They're selling it to you. You need somebody on your side, and that's American Financing. The numbers at the bottom of the screen, yep, should be, uh, or AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates continue to just, just perplex uh, me. We've got Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's talk about Joe Biden first. Joe Biden. They, now this is a resurfaced clip from 2017. Uh, Chad, you said it's from the corn pop, the famous corn pop, a corn speech. pop video. Yeah. Yes, the, mm -hmm. the corn pop speech where Joe Biden talks about corn pop and the gang and getting out a razor blade. Uh, but apparently whoever cut that clip missed this really weird moment. Watch. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. Right. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. No, they so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. No. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Mm, that's not. <laughs> Willy Wonka would have had all of the golden tickets confiscated and they would have been questioning going on with the Oompa Loompas and why do you want those five kids in this private tour of, of the Wonka factory if he said anything like that. That is the creepiest thing. No kid is in the pool. No kid is in the pool going, look at the hair on your legs. That's creepy. And touching it? And the parents are what sitting by like, that's fine. This is all fine. Not weird at all. Well, I think that the whole speech there is he's trying to communicate with this this community, <laughs> he's trying this to communicate, African American <laughs> community that apparently where he was the lifeguard when he was young, and he's trying his best to relate to people 
that he cannot relate so to. Is he saying that African-American hair on your legs doesn't pop, doesn't up. pop it doesn't back turn up, doesn't turn blonde, <laughs> you know? and so that's his way of relating. That's just about as creepy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and it is when you put it in the context of that, because I mean, this is a guy who says, I came from a black neighborhood. I mean, come on, Joe. At some point in time, you just got to just let it go, man. Be yourself and let it go. Well, what was it that he said uh, that he was endorsed by the only... Uh, African-American yeah. senator, and yeah. Kamala's yeah. like, I'm standing right here. I'm sitting here trying about? to figure out, like, Barack Obama has to be sitting at home watching the news and, and flipping by this every now and then going, this was my VP. Yeah. This was, I, I, this guy was with me for eight years. Because the stuff coming out of Joe Biden's mouth and the stuff that's resurfacing is just absolutely insane. Well, when you think about Joe Biden was in charge of all the money of the Obama administration. He was in charge of, we just found out, what was it, last week, about the oh, it $10 million, $160 million uh, yeah. deal that went through his son's company mm -hmm. that was part of the Reinvestment Act, TARP. I mean, Barack Obama had to know all of that. That's why he didn't endorse him. He's not endorsing him now because he knows. All roads lead back to the Ukraine. Of course, with your special, you've pointed this out over and over again in, with, with the utmost excellence. Uh, it all goes back, and these guys know it. You don't have to dig far below the surface and before I, you find some real creepy things. If I may pay him a compliment, your special on Jeffrey Epstein that came out last week, three-day special on Epstein, I, I just said today, I'm not sure that somebody's not going to be Epsteined over this whole thing. <laughs> as long because, as it's not me. Yeah. I mean, when I it comes to when it comes to the impeachment process, yeah. how what are they thinking? Who? How is this going to end? I cannot think of an ending. Oh, I what? thought you're you're saying they're going to be Epstein because of the leg hair thing, which yeah. I also <laughs> would believe if I was a parent and I was like, oh, you're just rubbing that kid's that guy's leg and he's letting you do it over and over again. Sounds natural. Go back under the water, honey. Uh, I, I think the Epstein uh, solution would be there if I were a kid parent, uh, and that was going on. So then, uh, meanwhile, you've got Mike Bloomberg, who just recently announced his candidacy. Yay! Everyone is super excited that and he Bloomberg did something in. very, very brave. He actually said how he feels on taxes. He did. We have to have higher taxes on the poor. Because it's helpful for them. Yeah. Because then we can take the money that they would have spent on, on things that so were bad for them. It would kill them. Yeah. They'll have a longer life. Right. Mm. Was, we is, know it was what he insinuated. Mm. We yeah. know better. Which, mm. I mean, he's gotta, a big time progressive. Well, you've got to hand it to him. At least he's saying what he really thinks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, covering yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, so he, well, actually, let's listen to, we have that clip. Let's listen to uh, Mike Bloomberg talking about how the government knows better and they need to take care of those terrible poor people. Watch. <laughs> taxes are regressive but in this case yes they are that's the good thing about them because the problem is in people that don't have a lot of money mm. and so higher taxes should have a bigger impact on their behavior mm. and how they deal with themselves so I listen to people saying oh we don't want to tax the poor well we want the poor to live longer so that mm. they can get an education and enjoy life and that's what, why you well, do want to do exactly mm -hmm. what a lot of people say you don't want to do. 
The question is, do you want to pander to those people or do you want to get them to live longer? And there's just no question. If you raise taxes on full sugary drinks, for example, they will drink less. And there's just no question that full sugar drinks are one of the major contributors to obesity. And obesity is one of the major contributors to heart disease and cancer and a variety of other things. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. It's only the poor that have that problem with sugary drinks and, you know... You tax the poor because the people who have a lot of money, you know, they don't. I can do that, Glenn. I got have you. A, they don't have, get out. They don't have a. They don't have a lot of chunk, you know, around the the middle. Yeah. So you got to get it. You got to tell. You got to teach those because rich people they get it and they take care of themselves. This is progressive insanity. Mm-hmm. Insanity. Well, first of all, we live in America where obesity is a problem amongst our impoverished. So, you know, the folks in other countries are laughing at our idea of poverty. But what I hear in this is he is saying that we will use taxes to keep citizens accountable. And that's, in essence, what we're going to do to kind of keep the leash on our culture is we just tax them more. And that way we maintain their behaviors. It's coming. It's coming anyway. If they're paying for the health care. Mm-hmm. They have a right to tell you what to eat and what mm-hmm. to do because you're not going to be able to afford that. Just with, just let's say, forget about healthcare as they see it. You really think your Apple Watch is not going to be used by insurance companies? Already, you get discounts if you use it and you let it report back. How many steps did you take? You know, what, what, what exercise have you done? What are you eating? All of that stuff is going to be uploaded into the system. They're already doing it with automobiles. Watch Sunday football. Watch the NFL. You'll see the State Farm deal where they've got the app that's recording how you drive. If you're a safe driver, then they're going to give you a benefit based on how much you pay on your car insurance. Matthew, a young guy who works for me, he has it already. Really? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, don't put that thing on my yeah. car. Yeah. He has <laughs> it already. you know how fast really? I'm going. That's and he's fine with it? He does not, doesn't bother him? Or he just, like, no, he says it has realizing. changed his driving. And if anybody drives his car, he's like, oh, no, 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 you can't drive my car. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Well, the only thing worse than progressive taxes are regressive taxes, right? And so here's a guy promoting regressive taxation as a billionaire to the Democratic primary. Like, it is like the worst idea possible to win a campaign. Oh, the hair standing up after he goes blonde in the sun. That's probably (laughs) worse. second worst idea possible. (laughs) Well, it's not just that. So there was a a recent interview that he did. um, I think it was PBS. And he was talking about China and... I. Communism's great. China's great. The president over there is great. There's nothing wrong with what they are doing over there in China. Watch. The Communist Party wants to stay in power in China, and they listen to the public. And the public says, I can't breathe the air. Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He has to satisfy his constituents, or he's not going to survive. He's not a dictator? No, he has to. He has a constituency to... to, 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 um, Put uh, answer to. He doesn't and, have a vote. He doesn't have a democracy. He doesn't, that he's doesn't not mean held he accountable can survive by if voters. His tra- if his advisors I mean, is, is, gave is him... Is the check on him just a revolution? You're not going to have a revolution. Nobody, well, then, no government survives without the will of the majority of its people. Okay? Hmm. It, it's just... <laughs> he, he has to deliver services. Has this guy ever read a book on Lenin or maybe the Bolsheviks or the Kulaks or, you know. Nazis. Yeah. Right. Hitler in with 30%. Yeah. 
I mean, that's insanity, what he just said. Yeah, that's really bizarre. He had that same look. There's a famous clip of Bloomberg when he's talking about uh, automatic weapons, and he does the thing where he's like, no, that's not an automatic weapon. An automatic weapon is you, you should pull it, and it goes, and, he, and he's making the noise. And, and then the woman uh, who's interviewing him says, well, no, that's a, what you're talking about. This is a semi-automatic weapon, one pull for fire. And he has this like look as if he's like stunned. He's never heard this information before. That's kind of what that moment was. You can see that same look in his eyes where he's like realizing, well, what I'm saying now is that a communist dictator with no elections is has to be accountable to the people. Like, this is an insane thing to say. He sort of realizes it midway there, but I don't think there's any way to back out of it. Now, Pol Pot's still not in. Yeah, I mean, power. eventually they die, I guess. So I guess maybe they're not. <laughs> they die out. Yeah. I heard people over the weekend who were in conversation, you know, over Thanksgiving and the holidays, people start, start talking about politics over the dinner table. And, of course, a lot of folks who are a little more left-leaning, you know, friends and family were talking about Bloomberg. And they were like, hey, you know, here's a guy who basically is going to do the same thing that Trump has done because he's a successful business person. He's going to come in with common sense. This is what the left needs. I said, you guys have no clue what you're talking about. And this is a perfect example mm-hmm. of how far off the radar and charts this guy is. But I think there's so I'm seeing some sort of uh, it just keeps happening. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm, does anyone on the left really know <laughs> what they're talking about? Well, yeah, it, it, um, Bloomberg, because I lived under Bloomberg in, <clears throat> in New York City, <clears throat> And I drove the streets, which he wanted to stop. <clears throat> the, the crossroads of the world is Times Square. <clears throat> Times Square is millions of people are going through it all the time. Traffic is always tied up. But it's, it's a crossroads. You have to have that intersection. Um, <clears throat> and then I think he wanted to do Park was the other one. Park or Lexington. He just wanted to make it. No cars from bottom all the way to the top of the island. And the same thing with Times Square. When the people said, are you out of your mind? (laughs) He put in a bike path. He started just putting in pylons. He put in uh, giant bumps um, in between the lanes so you could not change lanes. He made it impossible for the people. So, no, he's got to answer to his constituents. Well, in his world, he's not a dictator, but the people of New York said no, and he said, screw you, I'm doing as much of it as I possibly can anyway. All right, uh, when we come back, Stu gets some really unfortunate news about his wife, Lisa Page. I'm sorry. (laughs) Horrendous. I noticed you didn't even mention Joe Sestak and Steve Bullock dropping out of the race. Who? Before we get back into it, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company, who is also in the news today, and we will we will be getting to them here in a little bit. But uh, I want to talk to you about their coffee. They've got these great, uh, they wrote the premium small batch roast to order uh, coffee that they do. They've got all sorts of different, they've got uh, double the caffeine which I personally love. They've got light roast, dark roast, holiday roast that they've got right now. Um, And also, for every coffee purchase that you make, they're going to ship uh, a bag of their holiday roast to the troops overseas. Now, they also have Black Black Rifle Coffee Club, which you can sign up, you pick the roasts that you like, and then they deliver them to your home or your office, directly to your door, shipped for free, and you get a discount. It's really awesome for those of you who are big coffee drinkers. Uh, Maybe you're bored at work and you got to stay awake, whatever the case may be. 
Black Rifle has got you covered. I also, I, we've got their mugs, and their mugs are spectacular as well. They're really heavy, aren't they? They're, they're like great, thick, yeah. they're heavy duty. They're, it's a really, really Why do they call them Black Rifle? Is that to scare people? Because I know Black Rifles are much scarier than any other color rifle. They really are. They are. Actually, so. I think it's, it, it is racist. Yeah, really. it's well, not only that, but they're scary rifles. It's if they're painted, they're painted black, they're so assault rifles. They're I assault rifles. I use my black rifle to rub the blonde hairs down on my leg. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, veteran owned. Say say thank you for your service without actually saying it. You can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. Enter promo code Y. You will get 20% off your first order. By the way, that includes the Black Rifle Coffee Club. So you don't want to miss out on that. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. Promo code Y will get you 20% off of your order. You, you and I are caffeine fiends. Are you a coffee drinker? Uh, not a huge coffee drinker, okay, no. So their AK-47, which is their espresso mm-hmm. roast, mm-hmm. let me tell you, hard-hitting. Real? I okay. The, I make the coffee out right. of it. Check like that it. stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Coffee. And roast to order from those guys, which means they don't roast the bean until you place the order. Right. Yeah, it's small batch, so yeah. you know that you're getting the freshest coffee. Uh, before we move on to Lisa Page, did you guys see what Obama said uh, recently, I believe, over the weekend? Talking about, I don't really care if you like the nominee. We just need you to vote Democrat. Did you guys hear this? No. Um, So he said, you know, there's going to be differences between the candidates. I just want to make sure we keep in mind uh, relative to the ultimate goal, which is to defeat a president and a party that has taken a sharp turn away from a lot of the core traditions and values that built this country. (laughs) And then he also said the field will, will narrow and there's going to be one person. And if that's not your perfect candidate and there are certain aspects of what they say that you don't agree with and you don't find them completely inspiring the way you'd like, I don't care. I don't care because the choice is so stark and the stakes are so high that you cannot afford to be ambivalent in this race. I think I write something called the Flight 93 election and say how it's the most important election and you have to vote for whoever you want, just like uh, that happened with Republicans last time. Mm-hmm. It's like the same exact pitch. It is bizarre it's seeing a, it play over again. binary it choice. You can only make, I mean, this is exactly the same thing. That's, that's really, it's humorous. It really, this stuff just all repeats, doesn't it? And it's on both sides. Let's yeah. face it. You're right on that. Uh, in, I go back to what Lindsey Graham said during the Kavanaugh hearings when he said, you know, you guys are just after power and I hope to God you don't get it. And that, it, it, this, it's always the power play. It's always the power play. And I've said it over and over. The folks that are running for president on the Democratic side have gotten themselves so far left because they're trying to polarize themselves away from Donald Trump, who's really more of a centrist. If anything, he's left of center in terms of his politics. If anything, moderate. He's not a far right guy. They're doing so much to try to get over here. They're really starting to look ridiculous. But. Again, I, if, the, if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd probably be doing the same thing. We've, we're all guilty of this thing. It's just absolutely ludicrous. But I still go back to the whole deal. What about America today is really causing you harm? Three years into a President Trump presidency, what, I mean, are you oppressed? Are you, are, you, is, are you at war? Or is anything being taken from you? What is the deal here? So, so it's ludicrous to say that the, the thing that founded the country and we built it, on these principles. I, they didn't build them on the principles they're talking about on these debates I'm watching. That Well, that's what gets me to say we, that the Republican Party has taken a sharp turn away from a lot of the core traditions and values that built this country. Barack knows that you're going to have to change the language, the traditions, mm-hmm. uh, the very things, the history. institutions, the history. Uh, you're going to have to change those things to create this new America. Uh, transform, it's transformational change in 
built this country, the things that built this country. I thought we learned. You didn't build that. that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that possible? Great point. Uh, So Lisa Page, Lisa Page had this just, what would you call, I mean, it was just like, oh, poor Lisa Page is a victim. She's finally (laughs) speaking out in the Daily Beast uh, column about how she's very upset that Donald Trump talked about her in a rally. She said that he victimized her. I mean, I, I don't, can I say this well, on it television? Worked, it worked for the ambassador. I can mean, I, everybody's a victim, right? Can I, right, but can I say, he was at a rally and he, he faked got a, a little... sexual noise. Thank you. Thank you. He looked excited and, and, and said her by name at a rally. And it, it offended her <laughs> that, so That was much. so much. That's what she had. To, I like that. The article is like, that, that's what made her speak out. Also, her 18 months, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, basically Extra valid silence. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Once you leave the government job, I guess you have six, 18 mm. months before you can speak to the media. So also that happened. Uh, but like, wait a minute. I, are, was, he, was she inspired by this horrible moment by the president or her 18 months were just up? Seems like it was the, the latter there. Well, and I would dis- I mean, I, did you find it to be that offensive what Donald Trump said? Play it. Yeah, let's watch. He and his lover, Lisa Page. So weird. What a group. She's going to win. Ten million to one, she's going to win. I'm telling you, Peter. I'm telling you, Peter, she's going to win. Peter, oh, I love you so much. That was the encouragement. Yeah. I love you too, Lisa. Lisa, I love you. Lisa. Lisa. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. And if she doesn't win, Lisa, we've got an insurance policy, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, come, come on. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's really That's really like ridiculous. Joe Biden biting her fingers, Jill's fingers. Yeah. Sweet. That was also a nothing story. Nothing, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, Lisa Page says, there's no fathomable way I have committed any crime at all. Of course, she's saying this a little bit before the Inspector General report will come out, um, which I guess we'll find out. We're supposed to find out a little more information. But just the way that they make themselves all into victims is Mm -hmm. just incredible. From a tweet. From a tweet. If Donald Trump tweets about you, you're a victim. Then I'm the biggest victim at this table. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, Chad, tell everyone again. Give them a little tease to your Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, folks that think that they know everything there is to know about Jeffrey Epstein, we is you're really just kind of looking at the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole lot of stuff underneath the surface. So we took three of our podcast ep- episodes and did a little bit of an expose of the ex- Epstein from 2008 to his death this year of a guy who'd really tried to reinvent himself and it's pretty interesting we name some names and say some things that no one else out there in the media are saying and it's pretty enlightening it's funny you sat in on it I so did. it was yeah well it's funny because I, I actually after that episode i aired i i got some feedback that was like i've never heard sarah that silent before yeah. <laughs> like i couldn't i i I was speechless. Yeah. I had to pull my jaw up. As off the I floor. was, you know, speaking, and I could see you sitting across the room every now and then. I knew we were on to something because you'd go oh, <laughs> like that, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay, we're 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 over the target." Yeah, it's crazy. So you got to go to uh, Blaze TV, also Chad's Chad Prather YouTube. Yeah, you can find it there as well. And we will be back in just one minute. It's so crazy. Jesus. 
Glenn, I saw on your Instagram, you were teasing us all with mm. uh, all of your little restoring love, restoring unity. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, there's another one coming soon. Mm -hmm. What can you tell uh, us? Hopefully, we'll be able to announce it uh, by Friday. I have some logistical people in the field right now to making, making sure that everything is as buttoned up as I, I think it is. Um, as soon as I get back, hear back from them on Wednesday, um, we're a green. We're a green light to something that I think is going to be one of the biggest things we've ever done. And I don't necessarily mean crowd-wise. I mean it's hard to beat half a million people in the mall. But one of the biggest things we've ever done, far as importance, uh, and one of the most fun. So it's a restoring event, but I'll give you all the details later. So is that the way that we get things done around here? Then is that the trick? Is you just tell everyone you're going to do it? And make it public. On these, on the restoring like, events, every single time it had to be the same way. Because they, they cost, a, I think restoring honor cost $1.5 million in the end. We didn't have the money. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so we just announce it and just make it happen. Yeah. And it does. You know great. what? People don't know this, but Glenn and I, and, and possibly Stu and some other names to be later, we're going on tour in 2020. We're going to just have theaters all across the country. There, that's how things get done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I kind of like that idea. Well, you, but you all left right. out that I'm also going to. Yeah, you can go. Come on. So, to everybody. All right, Overtime starts next. We're going to be talking about Black Rifle Coffee, the awesome thing they did uh, when we come back. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. All right, still, tell us what's going on with Jeremy Corbyn. You know, some people have accused uh, Jeremy Corbyn of having some... There's a hint of anti-Semitism. Yeah, uh, really? It seems like he's hmm. not a huge fan of the Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, not, a, not, not, a, not a big, not a big supporter. Um, and here's the, you know, it's interesting time for maybe Britain. just indifferent. Just, no, I wish it oh. was just indifference. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like indifference to me. So we're we're told that Boris Johnson's this really dangerous guy. That he's friends with Donald Trump. He's so terrible. Brexit's so bad. But you have the alternative of the sensible. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn. Here he is on, this is a video that's just come out of him on Iranian television. Now, it's one thing to say these things on British television or even American television. To say this on a, in Iranian television is a whole different level of crazy. Listen to his comments. There is pressure on the BBC from probably Mark Thompson, who seems to me to have an agenda in this respect. There seems to be a great deal of pressure on the BBC from the Israeli government and the Israeli embassy, and they are very assertive towards all journalists and the BBC itself. They challenge every single thing on reporting the whole time. Uh, I think there is a bias towards saying that um, Israel is a democracy in the Middle East. There's Israel has a right to exist. Israel has its security concerns. <laughs> Wait, what? So first of all, you got the Jews control the media. That mm. one's on there. The Jews are controlling the BBC. They're calling up all the time and changing the coverage. And then they have a bias towards the fact that Israel should exist. <laughs> like that's it's a real controversial it point. Is. In you know, outside of Hamas, it's not all that controversial. Not really. Shockingly. I mean, replace the name of another country with what he just said right there. Yeah. You see how ludicrous that is. I mean, that, it's legitimately how a scholar in you know in ISIS would describe the situation right. with the BBC. And this is a guy who's supposed to be the sensible alternative to the guy. I mean, I know Boris Johnson has messy hair. 
so we're not supposed to trust him or something. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, the polling has come out about Brexit and this potential um, new election they're going to be having. um, And it looks to be really favorable for Johnson. I mean, it seems like after all this, all, all said and done, the people actually wanted their word respected when they voted on it. They wanted them to actually carry it out. And Johnson's betting on that. He's betting his political life on it. And it seems so far that it's 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 a pretty good bet. Just helped a little bit out by the fact that this guy is his opponent. It's incredible to me, too, though, the anti-Semitism. It just it's it seems to be rising everywhere. I mean, we're seeing it here. Mm-hmm. You know, even with some of our lawmakers, they've said some pretty questionable things sure. about Israel. We're seeing it from, uh, you know, Jeremy Corbyn. I, like, why now is my question. Let me, let, me, let me just say something. First of all, and I'm not talking about libertarians. I'm not talking about liberals. I'm not talking about people who lean left. I'm talking about people like Corbyn who are further left than anyone we have running in the U.S. I mean, he's further left than, than Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. What I have discovered with my vast experience on social media and just in general conversation and debate these people are assholes. Mm. <laughs> They're just assholes. Yeah, and academically. I, academically <laughs> and personally <laughs> and just in general. And you, just the stuff, if you, if you can say these types of things with a straight face and not one little cringe comes out of you, you got something really, really wrong with you. Like, I know I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I went to a therapist and it was hard to hear. And I don't know why that useless and sensitive person called me that why were they projecting their insecurities on me that's what ugly people do but listen (laughs) everybody's on some scale of the insanity spectrum and i've just found that these guys that are leaning this far off i mean there's just something legitimately wrong with them in the brain well i feel like too there's a, a large subset of people who are just kind of parroting what they're hearing from the media Right. Like they're just that. Well, they're you know, they're hearing that Israel is so mean because they're firing rockets that are, you know, just to defend themselves. And, you know, but but they're hearing only one side of the story through the media. We know that maybe that's why that maybe that's why that's catching on. It's true on social media. It's not true with Corbyn, though. No, but I mean, here yeah, in America, I think it's very true. I mean, you know, look, you, it's it, you know, this is one of the things, you know, if you want to go back to the Ukraine thing for a second, one of the things that they were trying to protect the people in the State Department and all that were that they didn't want Ukraine to become another partisan political issue in the United States. They got their money without it happening. They was Everyone just agreed to give them lots of money. Mm-hmm. Where Israel, you see people push back against that all the time. Um, and they didn't want it to be that way. And with Israel, it's become that way somehow. Somehow, just supporting their right to exist has become a partisan political issue where Republicans support their right to exist and Democrats don't support their right to exist. There are a few exceptions. You'll see every once in a while, even like a Chuck Schumer, who will come out strong for Israel. Kamala Harris had a couple of uh, strong points for Israel, uh, but it's, it's rare. And it's becoming increasingly rare. It wasn't rare until recently. And the rise of the Ilan Omars, the rise of the AOCs, that, that is the, the strain of the left that you're talking about that doesn't seem to know anything. Yeah. And very common commonly assholes. Uh, <laughs> in that world, boy. <laughs> that world, I think, is is where that comes from, and it's it, it's based on you know a bunch of jerk bloggers who were writing about this stuff ten years ago. All these people come up on it, and that's what they think real information is. Uh, so they're kind of 
brought down the wrong road from very early on. They never take more than you know, 140 to 280 characters to learn about the situation, and they just keep parroting it. Yeah. Speaking of Ukraine, really quickly, did you see uh, that President Zelensky just recently came out again? He was talking to Time magazine, I believe, and he said again... There was no quid pro quo when I, you know, when I dealt with Trump, he said, I don't want us to look like beggars, but you have to understand we're at war. If you're our strategic partner, then you can't go blocking anything for us. I think that's just about fairness. It's not about a quid pro quo. It just goes without saying. Now, is he just saying this because he doesn't want to get involved? And Put yourself in his shoes, okay? Uh, Ukraine is so corrupt. I mean, they make... Nigerian princes look legitimate, right? They're so corrupt. They're, they are corruption that has some semblance of a government, not the other way around. So now this guy's coming in trying to do what seems to be in some ways the right thing, at least trying to say the right thing. Time will only tell what Zelensky really is as a person and in terms of his character and his leadership ability. But think about here's this guy who's just stepped into this huge role in the midst of all this corruption. And he's having to put up with all this garbage coming at him from this deal over a benign conversation that if the average person had read it without being told what to think about it, they wouldn't have thought anything about it. And this guy's having to deal with this garbage. Well, or if uh, the average person was told, uh, was given the information in a way that they were asked hey, would you want all of your taxpayer money to go towards, you know, all of this corruption and all of these things? I, you got to believe the majority of, overwhelming majority of people would say, no, I don't want my yeah, tax Yeah, it goes right to back to, to the point Stu just made. It's all in how it's scripted and how it's delivered yeah. to, to the person. It's interesting, too. I think he kind of goes both ways with those comments, too, because he says no quid pro quo, but he also says... Well, look, we're at war. Yeah. We kind of had to do whatever we had to do. Like, I mean, I think it's, this is the reality of this. There's situation. no quid pro quo, but we do need it. We do need it, and we will exchange it for this. Like, I, that is where we are with this story. I think we all kind of understand this. You know, they, look, they, 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 we were withholding at least the meeting, it seems like, for uh, some sort of exchange. And you know what? Like, uh, that is a reasonable thing mm -hmm. to me. If you, you know, investigating corruption is a reasonable reason to hold back uh, not only uh, aid, but also, the, you know, a meeting and, and, and a lot of other things. Like, you can't be giving a bunch of money to some or, you know, organization you believe is truly corrupt. I mean, and it's tough. You look at from, you mentioned from Zelensky's uh, perspective. Imagine, like, if it was your president who was kissing butt the way Zelensky was on that yeah. phone call. It, may, it would make you so uncomfortable. And he knows he has to do it. I mean, this is the good thing about being the world's uh, superpower. Uh, they, everyone has to come to you and kiss your ring for anything that they're going to get. Um, and I, it must be weird for him who's trying to, he's saying, I'm going to stand up to these world leaders, elect me, I'm not going to deal with any of this corruption. And then the call shows that he's just basically doing, he would have done anything. If he was like, I make out with a dog and I'll give you the money, he would have done it. Um, and Stand on one foot, now bark. <laughs> All right, a little dog. He would have. Uh, and so, but this is the reality of the situation. We, I mean, we control a lot of this. And, you know, this, we hold their fate in our hands, really. Yeah. Uh, so they were going to do whatever they had to do. And, uh, you know, the way that it turns out, it winds up being just a, a U.S. political issue. But that country is it's hanging in the balance. And and, I, you know, holding it up for a couple of weeks is one thing. You know, look, the, the, the Congress actually passed the money to go to this top, you know, to this uh, source for whatever reason. Um, so it needed to go there eventually. If they delayed it for a little bit to see what else they could get out of the situation, like that's not an impeachable offense. I, mean, I don't even understand. I mean, I think America's there too. They're just like, okay, we, we, you guys have tried this so many times. Let's just vote in November. Let's just figure it out. Yeah.
Do you agree? Yeah, that's the consensus, especially for people who are not that into politics. See, sometimes I think in our position, us sitting at this table, we tend to forget that most people out there, they're like, what's going on? Okay, there's something going on. It's happening and blah, blah, blah. But they know it's politically motivated and pushed. Yeah, well, when you hear about it for so long and nothing comes of it, you're like, I, okay, I'm pretty sure there's nothing there. Kind of like the Russia thing. Yeah, not, not everybody has this as a hobby. Right, right. Uh, all right, before we go, want to give a shout out to, uh, as we said earlier, our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee. They are always doing just the most amazing things, things that they don't have to do. So in Oklahoma over Thanksgiving weekend, or I guess it was thanks, on Thanksgiving, yeah. on Thanksgiving Day in Oklahoma, there was a, an off-duty police officer who uh, was given his order at a Starbucks. He wanted to order coffee for all of the people who were having to work on Thanksgiving. He was trying to be kind. And uh, the word PIG was printed in all caps on the side of his cup as the label for um, his name. His name was not Pig. I would just like to be perfectly clear. That was not his name. It it's was, Oklahoma now. Was his baby mama the barista? <laughs> <laughs> we don't point. know. That's a great point. Um, so Starbucks was in very hot water for that. Now, I will say they were so kind uh, when the police officer contacted that Starbucks and told them what had happened. They did offer to replace the cup. Oh, wow. Not the coffee inside. It's poured into a new cup. They they said that they would replace it. Well, the label. So maybe maybe they... Not a Christmas cup either. (laughs) Maybe they they pull the label off and keep the cup. They didn't have an excuse, though. Like, this just was... Actually, that's a summary for ingredients, and we're sorry. They took it the wrong way. There's no excuse. It was just like, yeah, no, our our person typed in big. I saw the the picture, you know, and they type it in the label. It's like kind of when you go to to a bar and you're sitting there, and they they don't know your name, so they have to remember, like, an identifier. Because I get redneck in a cowboy hat all the time. (laughs) You know, it shows up on my bill. I love to see how they... Because it shows up on your bill, yeah. right? How they delineated you. And so, I, but that's still inappropriate. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so corporate Starbucks uh, did issue a statement saying that the, quote, partner who wrote pig on the cup uh, used poor judgment and is no longer a partner after this violation of company policy. Yeah. So, tip from the change jar for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they fired uh, the person. They, yes, they did. But the CEO of Black Rifle reached out to that police department and they donated uh, a whole bunch of their coffee. Yeah, they're awesome. To, yeah. yeah. And, and they do this for, all the time. When they see this happening to police officers in the news, they do this all the time because it really, it's gotten really bad in culture. It's just... Yeah. Slamming you, the police you take guys like Evan Hafer, who, of course, is the founder of Black Rifle, Matt Best, and, and his all their partners, the owner partners, they uh, they just do a fantastic job. Yeah. So good on you, Black Rifle and uh, Starbucks. Maybe instead of racial sensitivity training, you should do like police officer sensitivity training. Just saying. Uh, all right. What was it? Gosh, Wednesday's poll, Mm. whenever we were on last. Is it constructive to talk about politics with your family at Thanksgiving? 75% of you said no. 25% of you said yes. (laughs) Seems ill-advised. Somebody wants out of the will. (laughs) (laughs) And then today's poll, what's creepier? 
Joe Biden biting his wife's finger on stage or Joe Biden saying, I love kids jumping on my lap while recounting a story about kids at the pool playing with his leg hair. Definitely leg hair. I'm on leg hair there. I mean, the biting thing was weird, but 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 trying to be cute with his wife. Trying to be cute. He was trying to be cute, but it just seemed so forced. It it, it didn't come off well in that, you know, if he'd have just been dodging her back there like that and then taking a step back and played it cool. It's kind of that little, like a kid got away with something, little grin that got on my nerves more than anything. But, you know, that was like hair thing is legitimate reaching, but one's like, I like kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be the guy that has way too many pictures getting way too close to young girls and then later say, I love kids jumping on my lap. That's not a All good All I'm look. saying is, my man Hunter knocked up a stripper <laughs> in D.C. Her, she went by the name Dallas. She was from Arkansas. Wow, that's a lot of different locations. There's a lot of there's a lot of geography happening here, and the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. So if I'm Joe Biden, I would play it straight. I would keep my lips to myself. I don't want anybody on my lap. I am a this is a lapless campaign. Yeah, I think that's a good 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 point. So he went from kids in his lap to his son having lap dances. You see, one generation away, the sins of the fathers. (laughs) I'll say too. Uh, if I'm like, there's got to be somewhere. Dan Quayle is like, I misspelled potato when I got thrown out of the, you know, society, and this guy's like, you got people on his lap. He's making fun of Indians who own Seven Elevens. Everyone's fine with it. Yeah. Hell, Dan Quayle somewhere in Siberia fishing Lake Bacall. Nobody's heard from the guy since the '80s. He misspelled one word. Don't you need an E on the end of that? Crucify him. Give us Barabbas. <laughs> Let us know what you think. You can go to uh, the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. Thanks for being here, guys. Mm-hmm. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable what he gets away with. Yeah. It's just like, he's like anything. And they, no one cares. I love kids jumping on my Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.